This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Big O's in like a throwback punk sort of pop rock mood today and I dig it I dig it because that was my in high school man that was all me and then and then I branched out into the metal stuff for a little while the slip knots of the world and uh, it was a dark time in my life but it's okay we all we all come out brighter on the other side and now you know today I like my eats and my EDM music so it all works out in the end um all right real quick before we get to the producer six pack <sighs> If you disagree, 404-726-0929, 404-726-0929, text the show, call in, or hit me up on Twitter at C. Thomas Radio. This is The Other Side of the Glass with your boy Chris Thomas taking you up till the top of the hour. Music City Bowl comes your way then. The Falcons do not need a stopgap quarterback. I love Joe. He comes on with me every week. We have great conversations. He's plugged into the Falcons. Great information. I could not disagree with him anymore. Take your Joe Flacco's, take your Ryan Tannehill's, take your Gardner Minshew's of the world and put them where the sun don't shine. I don't want any part of that. You are looking towards the future. Future. Not the present, not the past. The future for the Falcons. The future for this team. The future for this organization is a young stud Quarterback, do whatever you need to to go get him. I don't care what the draft capital is. I don't care how many picks you have to give up. You are in a position right now where you've built this roster to win football games now, right now. And that, for me, is Jane Daniels. And that's it. It's not Justin Fields with his bloated contract. It's not Russell Wilson bringing in his diva attitude here to disrupt the locker room and potentially suck, too. That's not the answer. We'll get back into this in a little bit, 404-726-0929. But without any further ado, a producer six-pack. Time for the producer six-pack on the other side of the glass. Six questions. Six questions. Six chances to produce greatness. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Oh, we had a bit of a trade in the NBA this Mm. early afternoon. The Knicks are shipping out Emmanuel quickly and giving up on R.J. Baird, who was in that uh, that 2018 draft along with Trey and with with, uh, Luca, sending him up north to Canada 
for OG Ananobi, a guy who maybe the Hawks had some possible interest no, in. Hang on. I thought R.J. Barrett was in that draft with Zion and with Ja. Was he? I thought he was 2018. I'm sorry. I, th- I think he was the year okay, after. The year after then. Okay. Yeah, because I remember the, the big thing was which of the guys from Duke are you going to take? Because Cam Reddish was in that draft That's right. also. That is right, yeah. Regardless, your, po- but, your point your point stands. Yeah. Uh, shipping him up north for OG Ananobi, a guy who thought the Hawks maybe had some possible interest in, one of, uh, one of those Raptors, him and uh, Pascal Siakam. Uh, takes him off the market, though. The Knicks are going a different direction right now, I guess, giving up one of their young prize sort of picks in uh, Emmanuel quickly. And uh, bringing in OG, a 3 and D kind of guy. Uh, brings me to this point right here. By trading for OG Ananobi, it takes the Knicks maybe if there was ever any interest in a possible DeJounte Murray trade. They are no longer going to be buyers in that market. It came out this week from Sham Sharania that the Lakers might possibly have some interest in acquiring DeJounte Murray. His contract fits in well with what they got with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Unfortunately, uh, DeJounte went viral last night for a defensive play during the uh, comeback, come-from-behind victory for the Kings. Or where lack thereof. Or lack thereof a defensive play. And uh, some numbers here from my boy Brad Rowland. Over the last four games in which the Hawks have given up double-digit leads, blown games, these last four losses, they've blown double-digit leads, DeJounte Murray and Bogey Bogdanovich combined are 20 of 71 from the field in the second half of ball games. The second half of ball games are shooting 20 of 71 from the field, 7 of 40 from three. Oof. So my question to you, number one, is the Hawks season finishes with Bogey or DeJounte not on this team? <sighs> I think my answer is, does it even matter? Unfortunately, um, we're really close, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, the ship be sinking territory for the Atlanta Hawks. It's. It was so that last night was it's it's oh boy as Yogi Berra liked to say it's getting late early out here. Um, they got to start winning some ball games right now. I believe they are what seven games under five hundred right now. They're Twelve and nineteen. And they're two games out of the tenth spot, um, which is the last playoff spot for those out there who don't know. Um, yeah, I think one of them is going to be gone, and I think essentially. Um, there's going to be a lot of discussion this offseason about the future and direction of this team a lot. Is it just, it's, I just, I don't know. And you're seeing Quinn now in these post-game pressers. It's before, maybe there was a bit more optimism at the beginning of the season. Now it's trying to become, oh yeah, we're not executing in the, we're not executing down the stretch. And it's becoming sort of a, Nate McMillan, yeah, very Nate McMillan. Were like, hey, I'm telling you guys exactly what you're not doing right now. You're not playing defense. You're not you're not valuing possessions late. You're not executing down the stretch. And as a result, you're seeing the second half of ball games now. Uh, before last night, like, you include last night um, of their like 19 losses. Oh, they have not lost a game by more than 11 points, but once. Their 19 losses, only one has been by more than 11 points. Here's the sad part, though, to wrap up this very, very upbeat Hawks conversation. Um, We knew this. Going into the season, we knew that this was going to happen. We predicted it because they didn't make any moves 
They were a 500 team last year, and they subtracted 14 points from their starting lineup. That's what they did. That's the cold, harsh reality to look at the situation. They ran it back minus 14 points a game. So what did you expect to happen? They'd be worse, and they are. It's unfortunate. Moving right along happily here now, uh, yes. Joe Flacco and the Browns, uh, if the Ravens manage to lose their last two games and the Browns win next week, the Browns could be the top overall seed in the AFC, which is nuts. But question number two is the Browns will win their first playoff game, whether it be on the road or at home. Uh, hmm. Well, I don't know if they're going to win that division. Maybe. Hmm. You know what? Good for them. I'm going to throw them a bone here and just say they will just because – you know, the defense, that's the other thing that needs to be talked about. They're really freaking good. Miles Garrett might be your defensive player of the year. Um, he could honestly probably be an MVP candidate. He's just an absolute monster and a game wrecker. And uh, right now, Joe Flacco is playing like Joe Flacco. That's exactly who he is right now. Yeah. He is. Turn the clock back. Yeah. He, he decided that uh, playing for the Jets was fuel. And uh, he was going to light the fire under the rest of his career because nobody wants to go out playing for the New York Jets. That's for damn sure. Number three, uh, closer to home here, the NFC South will come down to the last week of the season. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but if the Bucs win and the Falcons lose, the Falcons are not only not winning the division, but they're out of the playoffs, I believe. Joe Patrick was just describing, or it's it's that plus one or two other things need to happen. So, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, Tampa, Baker Mayfield, good for them. I mean, nobody expected that this season, especially after what happened last year. Come back with Baker Mayfield, and he talk about a career resurgence. Uh, he's another guy that, you know, they might give him a contract. Why not? I mean, who's going to do better than he did for them next year? Um, it's such a damn shame. The Falcons, sure. I mean, it's real. When when we go back and we think about this year, those to the Panthers and the Vikings and the Cardinals. Oh, I mean, this this team should have four or five more wins than they do. It's maddening. It really is. But you know, somebody's got to win the division, and I guess it's the Bucks. There it is. Uh, number four, Michigan and Washington will win their respective CFP games. If blank happens, they win the turnover battle. I mean, that's really the only way. Jalen Milrow could definitely throw it to the other team. Uh, Quinn Ewers definitely has a gunslinger mentality in him as well. Um, so if you get them in a position where they get a little fat and happy and start chucking it all over the yard, um, Michigan's a really good team. I mean, J.J. McCarthy, as far as I'm concerned, is not a good quarterback, but, you know, he got him to this point. So, I mean, Kind of. I mean, I believe they didn't throw a pass for like an entire game and they still won. But Blake Corum's a beast and their defense is really good. And same thing for Washington. They're they're not just Michael Penix. They're a complete team. So I think it's it'll be it'll it sounds like a football cliche, but if you win the turnover battle, you'll win the game. Crazy story from down under. Uh, tennis players right now are prepping for the Australian Open, the first major of the year. During a match at the Brisbane International on Saturday, uh, Dominic Thiem was playing, and out on the court slithered the second most venomous snake in the world, oh. an eastern brown snake. Wow. Just kind of ended up on the court. So it stopped play, 
remove the snake from the court. It's almost like a two-foot snake that just kind of end up on the court. So, yeah, question number five. The deadliest animal you've ever had an encounter with that you've come across. Oh, okay. Good story. I'll make it quick because uh, we got Connor Riley coming up here in a couple of minutes to preview the Orange Bowl. Um, I was down at 30A in Florida vacationing, and we were in the water, and we got out of the water, and we were you know hanging out on the beach, drinking, sunbathing, whatever. About 15 minutes later, we hear the people to our left scream, Oh, my God! And there were two fishermen out about maybe 50 yards away from where we were swimming. They pulled in a several hundred pound shark. And it was probably the scariest moment of my life. Just thinking about that thing was swimming right near us on the beach. Just out there with you. It was just out. It was just out there. And again, it was no more than 50 yards away. The thing was gigantic. Oh, my gosh. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> All right. A little bit happier you know, to end here. Number six here. Did you get what you wanted for Christmas? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I didn't, uh, you know, blessed and happy. Uh, I don't I don't need a whole lot these days. Uh, it wasn't a Christmas present, but I wound up having to get a new phone, which was cool, um, because my the battery on my iPhone just decided to die. And apparently there's a really cool thing going on right now, no free plugs, but I was able to get a brand new phone. I didn't pay a dollar for it, and I just have to pay five bucks a month on my bill. So, works out pretty well. So, brand new iPhone for you, boy. I will say, this thing is, I mean, massive. I had the iPhone 12, now I have the iPhone 15. This thing is two and a half times the size. And, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they can't really do anything to the iPhone at this point to make it more attractive. Like, what feature are they missing at this point that they don't have? But it's still pretty cool. So, yeah, hopefully everyone out there had a happy holidays. I know Franklin definitely had a happy holidays. And uh, it was it was a good time to be had by all. Hopefully a good time to be had by all at the Orange Bowl coming up with our boys in red and black taking on Florida State. We'll chat with Connor Riley when we get back. Dog Nation with all the details, including who's in and who's out. Back with you in five. Sports Radio 99 again. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
We got ourselves a ball game at Mercedes-Benz, Ole Miss 13, Penn State 10, as we hit about the uh, halfway point in the second quarter. Mike Conti with bated breath watching this game in the stands. We wish him and his Nittany Lions well. But all eyes today, 4 o'clock, will be on the dogs as the Orange Bowl is here. And we shall see what type of game we get. It should be interesting. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. Welcome in our buddy from Dog Nation, Connor Riley. Connor Riley, that is. Connor, how are you, sir? Doing good. Yeah, we're here at the Orange Bowl. Looking forward to uh, Georgia's last game of the 2023 season. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's start with who's in and who's out. What do we know? What's the latest for Georgia? Yeah, Brock Powers and Amarius Mims are with the team. We'll see how much they play. I think if they do, it wouldn't be for more than a series or two to sort of send them out, you know, in a celebratory manner there. Uh, Ladd McConkey, I think Kamari Lasseter as well, they're here. They said they're going to play in this game. How much they end up playing, I think, is going to be dictated by the score and the situation there. But, you know, whereas Florida State has had a number of players, I think, understandably outside of this game, uh, Georgia, for the most part, seems to be pretty committed to playing in this game and having at least its entire team present and here on hand in Miami. Connor, you just mentioned FSU and all the uh, opt-outs and sit-outs and transfers and NFL draft, you know, all these guys for this team that at one point, you know, was considered one of the best teams in the country, and now they're sort of sending out a JV squad, so to speak, against one of the best teams in the country in the dogs. So what do you expect Kirby's game plan to be to attack sort of a very much so weakened FSU squad? Yeah, I, I think specifically on the offside, offensive side of the ball, the Florida State team just does not have the horses that they had throughout the regular season. And when you're playing a third-string quarterback in Brock Klein, who's making his second career start, uh, I think they're going to be very aggressive in terms of the way they go after him and try and make things difficult for this Florida State offense. Defensively, you know, other than Jared Verse and a few contributors who transferred out, uh, this Florida State defense is still pretty intact, and it is a, a very good unit. And so I'll be really interested in seeing how Carson Beck has improved and how he used you know, these extra practices to, to really grow and expand his own game. Because from all we've heard this week, it sounds like he had a really strong month of December in terms of practices. And, you know, Brock Bowers, we don't know what his status is going to be. Ladd McConkey might be limited in some way. A lot of the healthy weapons for Georgia that are here in this game are going to be guys that are going to be on this team next year. And I think that's something that uh, is certainly worth watching and seeing how this offense sort of builds off what it did this season and continues to grow as Carson Beck takes more and more snaps. You mentioned Carson Beck there as we're talking with Connor Riley as the Orange Bowl is getting set to kick off in just a few hours here. And uh, we'll be we'll be watching to see what the dogs do. I mean, the the line is twenty points. It was that all week, so expecting a blowout. But you never know in these sorts of games, especially you know the Florida State players that did play are playing with pride. But I want to talk about Beck here for a minute. Um, do you expect this to be quote unquote his team next year as he made the announcement to come back? I do. I think he's a guy that's clearly established himself as the face of the program going to make sure the fact that he. That announcement prior to coming down to the Orange Bowl to let it be known that this is going to be his team. There are some other guys on the defensive side of the ball that I think can fill that role as well. Malachi Starks, Javon Bullard, should he end up coming back? Uh, but Carson making the announcement when he did, being here, being present this whole week and playing this game, I think is a clear sign that he he is taking ownership and leadership of this team going into next year. And you know, a guy that last offseason was fighting to win uh, the starting quarterback job and ultimately did. 
this year, you know, there's not the newness, the inexperience, but that there's the belief that he is the guy and one of the best quarterbacks in the country. And I think that can be a very powerful building tool for Georgia going into this offseason. When you look at the running game, um, it was good this year, but obviously not the singular focus back that it's become accustomed to for Georgia, you know, the Nick Chubbs of the world, the Todd Gurley's of the world. Do you expect that to be a focal point this offseason after the bowl game for Kirby and crew to reset and sort of try to reestablish themselves as one of the premier running games in the entire conference and the entire league? I mean, they've been one of the best rushing attacks statistically, and I'd point out, you know, Todd Gurley didn't, hasn't played in college in over a decade. That was a long time ago in terms of college football world. Uh, you know, Dejon Edwards and Kendall Milton this year combined for 1,500 rushing yards and 23 touchdowns. Uh, Georgia's very confident in what they have in the running back room, uh, especially after going out and signing three guys in the 2024 recruiting cycle and then bringing in Trevor Etienne. Uh, I think under Kirby, we've seen, whether it be Todd Munkin or Mike Bobo, uh, they're not going to lean on one running back because if you do lose someone like that, that I think impacts your entire offense. And so this, this offense is usually built on diversity in terms of being having multiple guys do multiple things and so they're not going to ever I think under Kirby's might lean on one guy so much in the way that maybe they did under Nick Chubb in 2014 or at other times I think they want to have multiple running backs who are capable of making big plays like I think Dejan Edwards and Kendall Milton have this year. Talking with our buddy Connor Riley of Dog Nation. Check out his stuff there. They are always churning out articles in season, off season, especially this time of year. So make sure you check out Dog Nation for all of their content, especially from our guy Connor Riley here. So the defensive line is another area I wanted to talk to you about, just because again, it seems like maybe you know continuity-wise and just as an overall group, they may be you know still firing on all cylinders. But when you have back-to-back years like the guys that they had. Carter go to the NFL do you feel like the defensive line going forward in this game and next year is in a good spot as well I think it'll be in a better spot especially depending on what guys like Warren Brinson and now Stackhouse potentially decide to do in terms of if they come back next season they're just not as deep on the defensive line this year as they have been in recent years not even from like a high-end talent standpoint where yes there wasn't a Jalen Carter type of Trayvon Locker Jordan Davis they just didn't have the raw bodies. You know, the big stats, you know, now Stackhouse played more snaps in 12 games this year than Jordan Davis did in 15 in 2021. And so I think next year, look, they bring in six guys via the, the signing class, and then they also add Xavier McLeod from the transfer portal. They're going to be a deeper defensive line next year. And while it's still a, a pretty young room, there's also a lot of talent in there. And I do think next year, you know, I don't know if it's going to reach what it was in 2021 or 2022, but it should be closer to that standard than what I think we saw this year. Now, what is the backup quarterback situation for this game? Let's say Georgia gets up by, you know, three or four scores and it's the fourth quarter and they want to give somebody else a shot. Who's dressing for this game for them? It's Gunnar Stockton, uh, Carson Beck, and Brock Van, or excuse me, Carson Beck and Gunnar Stockton are the only two scholarship quarterbacks that Georgia has for this game. Brock Vandegrift has transferred to Kentucky, and Ryan Puglisi is not eligible to play in this game. Uh, but Georgia likes what they have at Gunnar Stockton. We've heard a lot of good things this week, talking to Mike Bobo, talking to some of his teammates in terms of what he brings. And I think going into next year, you know, with Brock moving on to Kentucky, Gunnar is very clearly the backup quarterback, and I think that's a role that he's going to be well-suited to play and, and help this team going forward. Now you mentioned Puglisi there. The future um, appears to rest in his hands, but I guess with what happened with Dylan Riola this season, you you never know exactly what's going to happen with the transfer portal and NIL and the whole thing, but it seems like Puglisi is going to be the quarterback of the future. What can Georgia fans look forward to maybe in 2025 as he continues to develop? 
Yeah, I, I think it's important, you know, in this day and age with college football to really, you know, not especially like it's just it's going to be so hard to project two, three years out uh, because of the transfer portal and, and the roster turnover there. I think Kirby has said like 60 of the 85 scholarship guys for next year's projected roster are going to be either first or second year players uh, at a place like Georgia. It's just going to skew younger and younger uh, because they do recruit so well. And there's sort of the consistent roster churn that you have there where they're bringing in elite recruits every year. And if you're not getting playing time, it's understandable that they're going to transfer out. So, you know, while Ryan Puglisi is a guy that Georgia staff really likes, at least Georgia recruits like him a lot as well. Uh, you know, look, Georgia's going to keep recruiting and bring in talented guys before. And, you know, while Puglisi was a guy that, whether or not Dylan Rayola was coming to Georgia, uh, it was very comfortable playing for this team. And there's obviously a lot to like there. But, you know, I think Gunnar Stockton has a chance to be a starter before Ryan Puglisi does. Oh, wow. Interesting tidbit there from our guy, Connor Riley. All right, as we wrap up here, Connor, it's now, I'm looking at the line right now, it's jumped up to 21 points, which. For an Orange Bowl, I don't know if we'll see something like that again or if we even ever have. Uh, I can't recall. Do you expect Georgia to live up to that lofty expectation today? I, I do. I, you know, I don't know how many points Georgia's going to score in this game, but I, I think Florida State's really going to struggle to move the ball, and, and that's going to make things hard for Florida State to keep up over the course of the game. So, you know, I, I think this game might be a little more competitive to start than some might think, but because of the transfer portal and the opt-outs there, this Florida State team over the course of the game just might not have – the ability to hang with Georgia over the full 60 minutes, which is a shame because I believe this Florida State team, you know, when it was the full version of itself, even without Jordan Travis, belonged in the college football playoff. And I can certainly understand and sympathize with why guys wouldn't want to play and partake in this game, just given what I think was taken away from them. All right, Connor, appreciate you as always. Again, check him out and the entire crew at Dog Nation. All right, Connor, enjoy the game, my friend. We'll talk to you on Dukes and Bell. Yep, looking forward to it. All right, that is our guy Connor Riley there. Check him out at dognation.com. All right, when we come back, we're going to finish where we started. If you didn't get in earlier, jump on the phones at 404-726-0929. The way I see it, there are three options for the Atlanta Falcons at quarterback. You're either going to pick up Russell Wilson once he's cut, you're going to trade for Justin Fields and then pay him a fat contract, or you're going to give up a lot of draft assets and get Jaden Daniels. And that's what I think the Falcons should do. I'll lay out why exactly and why I don't like the plan for Justin Fields or Russell Wilson. But I want to hear from you. What do you think the Falcons should do at quarterback next season? 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. Or hit me up on Twitter at C Thomas Radio. Gonna wrap this puppy up when we get back on Sports Radio 929 again. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 
Door number one, pick up Russ after he gets inevitably cut by the Denver Broncos next year. Door number two, trade for Justin Fields, and then you're going to have to pay him a crap load of money. Door number three, give up some of those assets and trade up and draft a quarterback. In my mind, there can be only one, and that one is Jaden Daniels. For me, that's the guy. Russell Wilson, I don't want him for two reasons. One, he's a diva. And this Falcons locker room is really, really special. There's leadership. There's cohesiveness. There's no drama. There's no, this guy is getting my reps, so I'm going to be pouting and going behind the coach's back and complaining. There's not, From what I can tell, that does not happen. I'm sure it happens to a certain degree in every locker room, but to the extent that it gets leaked out to the media and the reports and the coverage like there was in Denver when Russ got there, nothing like that going on. Then there's the biggest what if. What if he stinks? What if he goes back to being Russ from a year ago who was terrible with the Broncos with Nate Hackett as the head coach? We don't know. What if this was all Sean Payton? Not that Arthur Smith can't do some of what Sean Payton can do, but you really think that Russ is going to come in here and throw 30 touchdowns next season? That's not a guarantee. I know that Jaden Daniels isn't a guarantee either, but at least what you can do with Jaden Daniels, because he's not going to be making a lot of money, is get some of those other positions that you need. How about another pass rusher to go on the other side of AK? What if Calais Campbell retires? What if Bud Dupree doesn't come back? You need other guys to fill those slots. Zach Harrison's coming on nice, but is he going to be a guarantee for eight sacks next year, ten sacks? No, we have no idea. So that's what you're going to need to do. Justin Fields, yes, he's a sexy option. Yes, he has potential. Yes, it's promising hometown kid coming back to Atlanta. Is he worth a $200 million contract because that's what he's going to want? Minimum. Minimum. Go look up the top quarterback salaries in the league and what they make. That's what he's going to want. He's not going to get him a Holmes deal. He's not a top quarterback in the league, but he's going to want on par with what some of the other franchise quarterbacks make because you would be paying him to be your franchise quarterback, and he has not done enough to earn that. You are taking a – talk about a gamble. You're giving the guy a $200 million contract, and what if he stinks? You have no idea. Justin Fields hasn't done anywhere near enough in this league on a consistent basis to get that money without you sweating it on a day-in and day-out basis. That's why, for me, the answer is simple. You give up whatever it takes to go get Jaden Daniels in the draft, and then you use that extra money that you would have spent on Fields, on Wilson, and you go get yourself other players. 404-726-0929. Let's start with Conyers. You're up first in the game. Hey, how you doing? Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. What's up? You took the words right out of my mouth. I have been hearing this Justin Fields stuff for the last two, three weeks, and I am tired of it. Once, just like you said, he's never done anything consistently in the league. He He's definitely not better than Ritter to me. You would be moving backwards. It's between option one and two, and I, I get your point with Russ. I'm, I'm not completely on that end of it, but I, I definitely get your point. Anything else that happens – it has to be between option one and two. Uh, I'm sorry, option one and three. Option two is is not, and it should not even be discussed anymore. And I'm I'm tired of it. Yeah, thank you for the phone call. I appreciate it. And again, I get it. I get why people like it. I get it. 
But when you really look into it and when you really drill down into what it's going to take to get him, picking up the fifth-year option, and then if it works, you got to pay him. But you're paying him off of a too-small sample size. This isn't a guy, Joe Burrow, that took a team to a Super Bowl. This isn't a guy, Justin Herbert, that threw for 40 touchdowns in a season. This guy, the most touchdowns he's ever thrown for in a season, guys, is 17. 17! You're going to pay a guy... $200 million for 17 touchdowns? No, I'm sorry. N-O. 404-726-0929. Dan, you're up next. Dan, you're in the game. What's up, Dan? I'm finally happy to hear someone say they don't want Justin Fields. The guy is not good enough to keep his job with Chicago. Why the crap would we want him in Atlanta or anywhere else for that fact? Right. I get it, Dan. I understand. And thanks for the phone call. He hasn't shown it enough consistently. Flashes, yes. There are times this year and last year where he's looked special. He's looked dynamic. Shades of Mike Vick running the ball. Shades of, you know, Cam Newton with the huge arm. He's nowhere near as big. But you guys understand what I'm saying. This guy is a special athlete who can make special plays on the football field. But if you're not doing it on a consistent basis, what does it matter? 404-726-0929. We have Richard. You're up next. How you doing, man? What's up, Richard? You know, I think you get selling Justin Fields short. You sound like you just, I don't, I won't say, hey, but I don't know. You Have you seen that line that the barrel have in front of him? He runs for his life almost every play. I'd rather take my chance with him than, than a rookie. You're going to give up draft draft pick, get Jane Daniels. He may be a bust, so you never know. No, I understand, but it's a risk either way. And then the other thing you get to do is if you don't sign Justin Fields to a big contract, that means you'll have that much more money to spend on the other holes that the Falcons need. So if you're going to gamble either way, why not gamble and be able to plug the other holes that you have on the team? So, I, I mean, listen, that's, that's what it comes down to, Richard. I, for me, none of, the, none of the three options are 100%. None of the three options are a guarantee. There is no guarantee. Unfortunately, right now, for this Falcons team, the only guarantee that I would see as a full guarantee would be Kirk Cousins. But I just don't see that happening. He wants too much money. He probably is going to stay with Minnesota. His life is there. His family's there. If you watch the Netflix special, you see how important the family is to him. They seem to be settled into Minnesota pretty nicely. I don't, I don't see him fitting with Atlanta. I, I just don't see it. I would love to be wrong because I think he's the most secure option of the bunch. And then it's all a crapshoot. Russell Wilson's a crapshoot. Justin Fields is a crapshoot. Jane Daniels is a crapshoot. But they all come with different issues, let's say, in terms of getting all of them. And for me, the one with the issues that are most worth doing and taking on is giving up the draft picks, bringing in Jaden Daniels. He's on a rookie contract. He has the ability to throw to all of those weapons and use Bijan Robinson. Hey, you want to feature Bijan Robinson more? How about you have a rookie quarterback back there? You want him to get his 20 to 25 touches a game? That's a pretty damn way, pretty, pretty damn good way to do it. 404-726-0929. We got Bobby up next. Bobby. Hey, hey, how we doing today, sir? What's up, Bobby? 
Not much. Hey, listen, I uh, I couldn't agree more with you about us being damned if you do and damned if you don't in this situation. I said, but you know, I I firmly believe just go with the rookie quarterback and get yourself the coaching staff that you need to develop him and make sure that they put that time and effort in over the season and he'll learn and you'll see the progression. You know, that's all I got to say. Yeah, appreciate it. And who's to say that that doesn't work, guys? C.J. Stroud has been amazing this year. C.J. Stroud has been amazing. From Ohio State, by the way, the Ohio State supporters out there, like our buddy Joe Patrick. How about Anthony Richardson before he got hurt? He was playing great football, and he wasn't just running the ball. He was throwing the ball, too. You can get a rookie quarterback in here, and he can succeed. It doesn't always look like Bryce Young. The Falcons are in a much better position than the Carolina Panthers are. They have a much better support staff for a young quarterback than the Carolina Panthers do. It's not going to come in here necessarily be a disaster. You have an all-pro lineman in Chris Lindstrom. You have Jake Matthews. We'll see what they do at center. Maybe that's a position you can get in the draft. Maybe you spend a second-round pick on a center. And then you can bring in a free agent as a pass rusher, as a cornerback. There's a lot of options on the table. But some of those options get thrown right down the toilet when you're giving out big contracts to quarterbacks that haven't proven squat in the NFL. Aaron, you're up next. Aaron, you're in the game. Thank you, my call. Um, so I, I agree. You know, it's a crapshoot either way. Um, honestly, what I think is going to end up happening is that we are going to sign one of those guys, the uh, veterans, because I, I, I got the draft order pulled up here, man. Like the top five teams could all justify taking a quarterback. I would love Jaden Daniels, but the price to go up, uh, to get him, I think it's going to be too much. So I think we'll end up signing a signing a wrestling. Well, hang on a second. I, hang on a second. I'll let you finish. W- yeah, yeah. What what is like what is too much? That's what I don't understand. What everyone's saying, like if you're going to invest multiple picks into moving up, then just do it. Like what is too much? Why is there an arbitrary limit set on how much you're willing to trade up to move? If you believe Jaden Daniels is the future of your organization, then you do whatever it takes to get him. Just like if you believe Justin Fields is the answer, then you're going to have to pay him a 200 plus million dollar contract. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I I, I think just having the security that if there, if the quarterback we draft is not the guy, we would have a first round pick next year. Um, would be the kind of the security blanket. But but you're right. That's that's a fair point. You know, moving up, you got to take a risk either way. But I'm, you know, I, like I said, I just think they'll end up going with a vet because the price might be too high. And and but no, he seems to be a pretty uh, you know, savvy conservative guy in the front office. So. No, I got, I got it, and I, I thank you for the phone call. Unfortunately, Fontenot and Smith are not in the position to be savvy and patient right now. Their jobs are on the line. They need to do what's best for this franchise. And in my opinion, what's best for this franchise is drafting Jane Daniels. 404-726-0929. Ali, you're next. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Look, I, I don't get your $200 million play because, I mean, Justin Fields still has a fifth-year option, so they could do a two-year see how it goes, at least a one-year, see how it goes in the fourth okay, year. Hold on, I'll let you fi- hold on, I'll let you finish. Why would he agree to that? Well, he doesn't have a choice if the Bears are – I don't know if he's got some sort of a new trade clause. Yeah, I guess he could hold out. But it's like, Justin, come – the Bears don't want you anymore, and they're sellers. Uh, I don't know. That that seems to be like a much more affordable option. If I'm, if I'm Justin right. – I get you, but if I'm Justin Fields and I get traded to a new team, why am I going to sit there and say, I'm going to sign a two-year $30 million contract – 
to go prove myself in the NFL. No, no, no. he's on a rookie deal. It's a four-year deal. You got to pick up the fifth. You year have to pick up the. the you have to pick year. up the fifth-year option. But then you, you, if if it works out, which is why you're bringing him in, right? You're not bringing him in assuming it's not going to work. You're bringing him in assuming it's going to work. So then, what are you going to well, do the yeah, following I, year? Then yes, but it buys you that year to figure. Look, if he can make Ryan Tannehill into a serviceable quarterback. It just seems like a match made in heaven. I don't know how they passed on him at four with Pitts, you know, three years ago. Because they, they didn't like feel he was a franchise quarterback. Uh, that That's the answer. We've heard it from multiple people. We had Jeff Schultz on Dukes and Bell, not this past week, the week before. He said verbatim, he knew for a fact that the Atlanta Falcons did not think highly enough of Justin Fields to draft him where they were. That That's a fact. Agreed. And yeah, they knew I that. To it, but there, you've got three more years with two different offensive systems with the Bears, right, of what he's seen, and then you can evaluate again, and you could potentially change your mind. If you're going to – look, I hope they could do the Jaden Daniels if it's affordable, but for a, a regime that, to your point, is fighting for their job, are they going to pay something at a lower price for Justin Fields, who's got three years of experience, or they're going to go with the rookie quarterback. You know, but what's it going to cost? What is it going to cost to get him? Then you're still giving up assets to get him. You're not getting him for free. The Chicago Bears aren't just giving him away. Like I understand what you're saying that the cost prohibitive nature of it is not right up front, but it's going to come down the pike in a year. You're going to have to pick up the fifth year option, and then you're going to have to pay him. It doesn't. It's not a situation where, oh well, we get cap, uh, cap relief for next year, so it's totally worth it. No, you're gonna have to get. What do you think Chicago's gonna want for him? A second round pick, two second round picks, a first and a third? I'm not giving that up for a year of Justin Fields. You're out of your mind. The goal is to bring him here and sign him to a long term deal. That's why the team would be bringing him in. It's not to take a flyer on one year with his fifth-year fifth option. No way. You don't do that. All right, again, great job on the phones. I love this conversation. I love the passion. We're going to come back, wrap it up, and send you right to the Music City Bowl. This is The Other Side of the Glass on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, Mike Conti here. Another local family has been impacted using the amazing Sell with Certainty program that Lindy Moore and Empower Home Team with Keller Williams offers. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.